0: This is us, Creative Copes, a podcast. Two friends simply wanting to inform and raise awareness about mental and chronic illness. We plan to have open, frank conversation about how we are creatively coping in the bland landscape after the diagnosis. Serious discussions mixed in with some dark and most likely inappropriate humor. We want to dig deep into what works for us and what works for others. We invite you to join the conversation.
1: You may notice we have no fancy initials after our names, no MDs or PhDs indicating that we are medical professionals. This is because we are not. We are just two women who have experience with mental and physical limitations, sharing our stories, encouraging each other and everyone to be the best versions of themselves, learning from each other and you on how we can get better and exist in this world. Our views are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult medical or mental health professionals for advice based on what's best for you. Our guests' views and opinions are theirs and theirs alone. Please be advised that we also swear, so, this is your warning to proceed with caution. Our content is deep and gritty. We will not offer trigger warnings because life is a trigger and I can't handle censoring everything with a band-aid and some bubble wrap. Nita will give out those warnings as she sees fit. I just don't have the maturity to do so. So sit back, take what you can from our creative copes, be kind in the process, and join us on our journey, one shit show at a time. This is Jen and this is Mira and we are Creative Copes podcast and in this episode we're going to take another deep dive. Love the deep dives. Deep dives are my favorite. I bet It doesn't sound as excited (laughs) as this deep dive. (laughs) I'm I'm feeling
0: a little awkward about it, but hey, we need to raise awareness about these diagnoses. So here we are. Absolutely, diving deep.
1: We're going to cheer you on, and we are going to encourage you to educate us on what are we speaking of today? Fibromyalgia, is that correct? Yes, fibromyalgia. One. Is that your first? Your first condition that you were diagnosed As far as That's my know. second or third. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we're going out of order, out of your. Different- <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yes, technically it's the third because I was diagnosed with whiplash first, then disc protrusions, and then third, fibromyalgia.
1: Okay. Mm. So we're going with the big fibromyalgia.
0: So much fun. Jen, how are you today?
1: I am doing well, thank you. I uh, had a pretty productive week. I felt pretty physically strong. I feel mentally okay. I I feel like this has been a pretty good, pretty good week. Uh, Now I don't want to jinx myself, so I'm going to knock on some wood there. And uh, (laughs) thank you. I got it too. Well, (laughs) yes, superstitions run deep in my body. Now I'm freaking out that I said that out loud. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does my throat hurt? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm okay. So I had a good week. How about you? How have you been doing? I've
0: been fatigued, but you know, I'm getting up in the morning and doing the routine stuff. Mm-hmm. I still have tons of laundry to do. <sighs> oh, laundry, it's like a you know, never-ending story, the laundry. It's true. And There's- I actually want to break out into song right now. And I'm itching my throat is itching to break into song but i'm not
1: going to do that i mean we could it's not against <laughs> the rules <laughs> there are no rules here on creative copes if you're if that will help you cope with today's episode do it would <laughs> be amazing
0: no, no. Your ending, ending story. story i knew if i started <laughs> <laughs>
1: She just needs that. Ah, little plug. Ah, <laughs> woo, I love it. I don't care to ah, this either. I'll be so mad. I'll be so mad.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that is the yeah. story of this past week. My son was sick. Everyone else managed to not get
1: sick. That's it. Um. So far, uh, we're just gonna go with that. Good. <laughs> go with <laughs> <We> the flow. <laughs> Keep the germies away from everyone else. He is back at school. That's a plus. So... Yes. And spring Fantastic.
0: break is about to start. So oh, I am happy about that. No alarm in the morning.
1: <sighs> <laughs> well, that might help with the fatigue a little. Eh. You know, sometimes it's not eh. just that kind of fatigue, but. No. But it is nice not
0: having to wake up with an alarm.
1: Yeah. (laughs) A forced wake up is never a good wake up. So it's
0: not pleasant.
1: Do your kids sleep in? (laughs) Most of them do when they're given the chance. That's fantastic. Yeah. My kid never did. I think, unfortunately, training, I sound like I'm training a dog. (laughs) Training her with an alarm (laughs) clock from an early age had both its pros and cons because to this day, I have to give her props, is an excellent wake her upper. She does rarely will she hit the snooze button to go back to sleep. But that also means that when given an opportunity to sleep in late, it doesn't happen. It's like her body is just ready and raring to go. And I have to say, I'm like that too. I wake up as chipper and chatty as I am right now. It's much to the chagrin of everyone around me. They're like, please stop talking. Please stop. You know, you know how I am. It just begins my eyes wake up, and it just doesn't stop until they close. It's how I am. yeah, it, that your that's kids nice. Sleep. <laughs> You'd be like, Jen, put something in your mouth, preferably coffee <laughs> and stop talking to me.
0: No, I'm just drinking my coffee and let you do the talking. That's pretty much how it works uh-huh. between us.
1: <laughs> I can listen,
0: but uh-huh. yeah,
1: well, not today. not today, you can't. Today uh-huh. is a deep dive for you. Which it's gonna be kind amazing. of freaks me out a little bit. But
0: hey, let's go with the flow. because You're so flowing.
1: Easy peasy lemon squeezy. You're just going to talk to me and you're going to tell me all about fibromyalgia. Yes. Such a fun topic. Let me tell you. <laughs> I wasn't thoroughly depressed after I read it or anything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> complex to the umpteenth degree. Umpteenth. I like saying umpteenth, not to the umpteenth, the umpteenth degree. Wow. Well, it's well, a can... complex condition it is.
0: here. It is. What you can find on the internet is just generalized information about how it shows up and what kind of symptoms you may experience and how to treat it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but
1: but I found.
0: Yeah, like with all diagnoses, though, it's very subjective. So some may have more symptomology while others just experience a couple. That's how it is.
1: Well, as far as like the internet searches go and my research for this, which I didn't do a ton of because Mm. I wanted to kind of go in with an open mind. You know me, I like to be more authentic and I figured you could educate me and maybe the listeners as well on your experiences so that i wouldn't be biased by what i read but obviously i needed to prepare a little bit but it was incredible it was like you just type in fibromyalgia and it was like top fibromyalgia symptoms 10 signs of fibromyalgia best yes control it's like oh my goodness within moments i was overwhelmed so as far as what I learned. And then maybe you can. we can volley it back and forth. Mm. Complex condition causes pain, fatigue, problems with cognition. As far as um, the symptoms, long-term chronic condition and it's musculoskeletal pain or pain in the muscles and bones, tenderness, general fatigue, sleep, and cognitive disturbances. Those were the main. Yeah, those are the main ones. Okay. Mm. That is. Sums up a lot of stuff. So why don't you tell me the difference between your definition and the internet and the research world's definition? And what is fibromyalgia symptoms or what do you, like how would you describe it?
0: When you get diagnosed, did they check your pain severity and how long it's been going on? And then if you go to a rheumatologist and they will check for tender points. And if you have X amount of tender points, you are most likely to be diagnosed with fibromyalgia.
1: Can I just ask a quick question? Just yeah. to back before that, what were you experiencing before you, like fibromyalgia, even came on your radar? Like because, hmm. you know, just in case someone's out there, because again, those symptoms are kind of vague. <laughs> you know, like
0: they are if, very vague. You kind of have to go the route where you exclude any other diagnoses that can be confirmed Um, with tests and imagery mm -hmm. and I was actually diagnosed fairly quickly I know for most people it takes years to be Mm -hmm. diagnosed
1: wow because frustrating
0: it is frustrating. You have new symptoms showing up all the time and you go to the doctor and some doctors don't put it all together. So you get new tests and everything's showing up like, Yo, oh, you're perfectly healthy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were there but, blood tests involved as far as that goes? There is mean- no
0: there is no definitive blood tests or any of the sorts at this time. They're doing research and the newest research they have is that there might be an autoimmune disorder. And if they figure this stuff out, then they could possibly come up with a way to test it and a way to treat it. As it is right now, the only way you can live with this condition is to manage pain levels and manage your everyday life. There's no real proper treatment. They give you some medications that is just really experimental at this time. Mm -hmm. It hasn't really, maybe it works for some and then it doesn't work for others. It's very, very subjective. It works.
1: What type of medication is it? Is it more for like pain, like a pain medication or is it an immune-boosting type? Like, There's
0: uh, pain medication and then there's anticonvulsant. Okay. Is that As for in, more
1: spasms? Like it, is it more like because of muscle spasms? Yeah, it's like for muscle, the spasms? Mus- muscle
0: spasms and restless leg syndrome. So you get these anticonvulsants that people can get if they have seizures.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's seizure medication basically. That you get, and um, they have not pleasant side effects. I must say. Yeah, and then antidepressants. Antidepressants is very normal because somehow they think it's has some relation with psychology. I can see though that a lot of people living in pain every day and having all these other symptoms that show out like the cognitive dysfunction and and you know sleep problems, fatigue. You name it, it
1: gets tiring. It's exhausting to sure. tell you the truth. And de- I'm going to say it's, it is depressing. It can it be is, depressing. It's
0: <laughs> very depressing, actually. And, and it's easy to give in to the feeling of hopelessness because there's no proper treatment. Sure. And knowing that this is chronic and ongoing until the point come up with something. I know there's more than half of the people diagnosed with fibromyalgia come down with depression and anxiety in this country, in the United States. It makes sense.
1: I mean, it really does. It doesn't surprise me because of given the symptoms and knowing that it's a long-term chronic condition, that there is no real treatment plan for and no cure for. Right, (laughs) Not for nothing, that can be depressing to people. And especially for people that go years and years, which I I did see in some of the articles, you know, 10 years before they were diagnosed. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, that's... It It wears
0: you uh, down. Sure. It wears you down. And it's hard to keep a positive mindset. I'm not saying like toxic positive. I'm saying like getting up in the morning and feel spurred to live the moment as it comes kind of thing. You, d- you just, it's hard to do that when it wears on you every single day and not having a solution for it.
1: Did this come on quickly for you or was this something that was almost, not gentle, but not unnoticeable either? How, like, how did it start for you? How did this begin? On, how did you begin your fibromyalgia journey, basically?
0: It began with a car accident, as I mentioned before, where mm-hmm. I got a whiplash, but I went undiagnosed for a couple months and I started experiencing whiplash symptoms. And that's when I went to my chiropractor, which I also mentioned, I would <laughs> try to try to fix my spine at the chiropractors. And then that's how they discovered I had the protrusions. And then I started getting all these extreme flares of pain, and you have sciatica. You know how that pain is.
1: Yeah. R- yeah, nerve pain is nerve pain is such a different level than mus. And I'm not saying that muscular pain is not awful and terrible. But when you have a nerve pain, there yeah. is no rubbing or massage or any heat. It right. just doesn't feel like it goes away. So it's you just like have to almost wait.
0: Dabbing and burning, and it feels like you're on fire, or someone is pouring acid down your nerves. That's basically what it feels like. Right. So I was sent on this one test after the other because my chiropractor first thought that it was MS. Multiple
1: sclerosis. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, were you thinking that was brought on by the car accident or that you just had multiple sclerosis?
0: No, that it was brought on
1: or activated
0: by the car. That was the general thought. Gotcha. So I went through all the testings for it and for any other immune disorders that could have had an initiation mm-hmm. <laughs> by the whiplash, and um, after half a year of intense testing and image, I don't even know how many MRIs and CT scans I had during those six months. I was actually worried I was going to get freaking cancer from uh. it, from the radiation. But um, that's when they conclude I did not have any visible lesions, which is one way to diagnose MS. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they sent me to rheumatologist because the chiropractor said that seeing that there are no visible or anything showing up in a test, I suspect you have fibromyalgia. So that's when they sent me to the rheumatologist. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I went in and he sat with me for 10 minutes and, pushed all these tender points, and then he said, Oh, yeah, you have fibromyalgia. You should be okay if you just change your diet and then exercise, do some yoga. And then he sent me on the way.
1: So he admitted that he he agreed that... It was fibromyalgia. You, okay, so mm. he gives you but the But he was diagnosis. very... Yeah,
0: but then he was very dismissive
1: with... The diagnosis, pretty much. With diagnosis. Like, the diagnosis. Here's the diagnosis, but... This is how you just make it better and it'll all disappear and give me your copay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And the thing is my, my mom has fibromyalgia and she Mm. was diagnosed with it a few years before myself. So obviously when she was diagnosed and told me about it, then I did what most people do. Go do the research to see what can be done, what needs to change, you
1: know, all that stuff. her at that point
0: not necessarily for her but so that i know how to to think about it gotcha okay because at that point i didn't actually really know what fibromyalgia was i mean it hasn't been super mainstream kind of a diagnosis for people Mm -hmm. i mean previously it has been very much where half of the medical profession have said oh it's just a lump it all together kind of diagnosis right Mm -hmm. but then You find out that symptomology like this has been since the 1600s, if you do a little more digging. Mm -hmm. So it's been around for a while. But seeing that women are mostly the ones getting diagnosed with it, it is, you know.
1: Brushed off a little.
0: (laughs) Brushed off more often than not. Sad to say, but that's how it It is. is. Because you know we women are hysterical,
1: aren't we? Of course, yeah. Because we bleed for seven days and don't die, so of right, course we're be nuts. right. <laughs> how could we not? Now you had mentioned about there's some trigger points. Is that what is that what it is? Like that they
0: tender points, yeah. Tender points.
1: I'm sorry. Mm. So, what exactly was that like? I mean, they just go through your body and press on different. I mean, what is what yeah? Is he the just, diagnosis for that.
0: So there are eighteen tender points that they feel out, and then obviously, if you feel increased pain when they push them, then it's a tender point for fibromyalgia. That's basically that's like how they're yeah. That's a diagnosis. indicator.
1: Yeah, and it's a rheumatologist, the main doctor that does this kind of... Yes. Disorder? Okay. Mm.
0: And I think you have to have 9 or 11 out of those 10 points triggered, at the very least, to get the diagnosis.
1: What was that day like? Was it awful because of just triggering... I'm assuming it triggers pain, correct?
0: Uh, Yeah, every single one was... Because he pushes these points and then the pain kind of lingers. It's it's really weird. Mm Mm-hmm. It it hurts like a motherfucker. And then it just kind of lingers there for a few minutes. And then he pushes the next point within a few seconds. So it's like, Uh. ah, yeah, it was no fun. And the way he was so dismissive was not very a good day. Let's just put it that way. Right. But I felt like I was more like I was more prepared for it because of the research I had done when my mom had been diagnosed. Gotcha. I just turned everything around from the get go. As soon as I was di- diagnosed, I everything that I had learned up to that point made me change my diet. It made me change my routines around the house. It made me
1: A complete overhaul of your life sounds <laughs> yes, like Yes. A complete overhaul. Yes. And you did that on your own. I mean, I did you that took on my own. Yeah, your own hands. Okay, because I figured
0: uh, I'll be damned if this is gonna define me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good for you, because not everybody, yeah. I'm sure, goes in with that attitude. It's but a part of me
0: wasn't really accepting of it either. So one of the hardest things I've learned over the past um, decade now is to pace myself, pace my energy, and all that stuff. You still think that all these things that you overhauled in the beginning, that would be enough and you could just go on living like you did before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would still have the energy and be the mom, be the wife, be the artist, be what you wanted to be before you got diagnosed. And that's not really true.
1: That had to be a big blow. It was a big blow.
0: It was a big blow, actually. And then there's the grief that comes with it, right? When you finally consider what the outcome is from a diagnosis like that, that there's grief to it because you lose yourself, you lose all your plans and your dreams and everything that had made up your life to that point was all of a sudden gone. And it's, it's hard to accept that at times because you want more than what your body can handle.
1: Right. And how do you mourn something? It does. And how right. do you mourn something without... Something I would tangible. Have a heart th- yeah. Yes. You know, because again, I was brought up to that, you know, it's like, well, be grateful it wasn't MS. Be grateful it wasn't this. It could have right. been cancer, you know. It could have been you- cancer. Well, I'm sure that's a common...
0: horrible diagnosis. They're all horrible illnesses. I think the difference is that those illnesses have had more research. They have a viable treatment plan, right? right. And I guess they're more deadly. That's where you,
1: <laughs> where you do though? the, the scale. Like that's deadly. This is not. That makes it more widely acceptable. If it, it's going to kill you, then we'll we'll have empathy and and sympathy for people that have it. It kind of right. feels like that. It yeah, does. it does. I think that's kind of like an umbrella feeling for all chronic and invisible illnesses. I think we all have that kind of feeling when you almost feel like you have to prove yourself to people or not that you want to live your life like that. But, you know, when it can't be seen, it is a very different, (laughs) a very different feeling, you know, because you can, I know we discussed that one incident on the plane, you know, you can feel those eyes looking at you and judging you like, what is wrong with this kook? Why is she acting like this? You know, and it's, it's heart-wrenching because seriously, you hope that people aren't making this up. You know, you'd have to be a little hoo-hoo for Cocoa Puffs if you're going to go to (laughs) that length and, and make something like this up. So Mm. that's the heart-wrenching part for me to, to hear people's stories is that, not being taken seriously and, and being looked at constantly like, well, sorry, well, we don't have a blood test. You know, a, I always wish for blood tests for some of the things that I have, you know, it's yes. almost like if it was a confirmation blood test, I, you can almost show them the paperwork and I'd carry it around with me everywhere and be like, see, I do. It's almost like that vindication of I told you I I was hurting and this is why. And I just went through that recently with a simple ovarian tumor there was a tumor behind one of my tumors and the doctor was like her exact words to me were oh well we couldn't understand why you were in so much pain until we opened you up and then realizing there's an, a tumor that was hidden behind the other one it was actually pressing on things so it made it basically double the size so no wonder why you were in pain well you didn't believe me before but You had to see it with your own eyes. It's like, well, I wasn't going to make that up, you know? Okay. That's
0: part of being a woman in the medical system,
1: Yeah, I think. We learn these behaviors
0: and it's like a cultural thing to internalize when you have chronic health issues. It doesn't matter whether it's physical or mental. There's so much ableism, which makes people reluctant to believe you. And it makes people who are healthy. 100% 100% healthy, look at you and and you probably feel like they think, oh my gosh, it's such a burden or, oh my God, can you just stop talking about it? Don't be such like, a
1: baby. Just Don't complain.
0: Over. Don't complain. It's like, no, I need to talk about this so that I can accept it. If I have full acceptance on my own situation, I can actually start living life. Because if I accept my situation, then I can adjust my expectations. And if I do that properly, then I can manage the situation just well and have a good, stable life mentally and physically. Because I know then what what I can handle and not handle, if that makes sense.
1: It does. It makes perfect sense.
0: That's kind of how I, how I see it. Uh, you just have to talk about it. And if if you don't, then you would just go on living this little lie and adjust your, your expectations of, from your own body and your own mind by other people's ableism. Right. So it's like an internalized ableism and it, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for anyone to live like that.
1: No, but that's what we're here for. This is why we're talking about things like this, because the more knowledge that we can put out into <laughs> the universe about people that appear healthy, look healthy, act, mm. sound healthy sometimes, you know? Again, I like the fact that we are kind of opening up and doing these deep dives because to look at you, people may not assume that you know you're going through this kind of disorder with so many different side effects or how much effort it took to get you to this point you know it yeah it's eye-opening We hope you're enjoying this episode, fellow Creative Copers. If you'd like to join the conversation, have suggestions or feedback, feel free to message us on Instagram, comment on our posts, or email us at creativecopes at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with you.
0: It would also be super cool if you join the conversation by posting about your Creative Copes on social media. Just add the hashtags Creative Copes and Creative Copes podcast so we can find you and potentially share on our Instagram social handle.
1: Don't forget to read and subscribe to our blog, Wisdom Walks, on our website, creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast forward slash wisdom walks. Again, that is creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast forward slash wisdom Don't forget to love, follow, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button wherever you can find us. Your continued support means the world to us, and it inspires us to continue providing content. Please and thank you.
0: It's trial and error to go through the pacing process, which is the main management I'm doing right now, pacing mm-hmm. is basically that trial and error on realizing your own limitations. So you need to figure out what you can do, how much energy you have every day, and then live within those boundaries. And if you do and accept that, then you can have a pretty good life, I think. Limited, but it would still be good.
1: Right. That's the thing is it can be good. And yeah. I think that's what people fail to realize it's like, it's okay. You can have a good life too. And it just may mean good takes on a new meaning at this point, but it still can be a good life.
0: Yeah. And I think I have more gratitude for the the little things now, the simple things is what I have more gratitude for. So I'm not saying I didn't have it before, but you kind of take your health a little bit for granted when you have it. Like, oh, hundred percent. You just go on in life thinking that, nothing is gonna stop me now and that is also a song but i'm not gonna sing it
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know you want it no
0: (laughs) Ah, anyways (laughs) at this point there is no treatment it's just management and i had this conversation with a friend a few years back this was after i had reached the acceptance of my limitations And then I only look up research every three to four months to see where it's at and what has evolved, what has changed. Is there something new that they've discovered, kind of thing? And then I just leave it for another few months, because otherwise you get sucked into that as well. Next kinda. thing you know, you'll be on a
1: craniosacral right. therapist table, being rocked back and forth. <laughs> 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 Not that that's a bad thing for some people, but I'm just saying <laughs> it
0: might be. Well, my point is that I told her it is what it is right now. It this is what it is. A friend that you were
1: speaking with, or yes. a health professional? No, a friend. Okay.
0: And they responded, well, that sounds a little defeatist. And I said, actually, in my case, it isn't. I would say it's opposite in my case. Maybe if there was something that I can do about it more than what I have done or doing already, which there isn't. I've tried everything and I've reached a point where I know now what works for me and what doesn't work for me and then every so often I try some something else again but ultimately I know what works for me now so for me it is not defeatist to say it is what it is it is me accepting to live within my limitations and that makes me more conscious of my priorities too right for instance like I have clearer boundaries now of whom I let into my energy field if you will Mm Mm-hmm. 'Cause if you have any type of toxicity or negativity, it's not gonna happen. Cause I only have so much energy. And if you're gonna take from me and not give me anything in return. To liven then, up your life or to yeah, be in a
1: positive manner. Right. Especially.
0: And then it's not gonna work for me. My priorities and boundaries have definitely shifted. And yeah, I think I think that's important that you kinda need to figure out where your limitations are and then just make up your mind that here it is and I just need to work within it. I
1: think that can kind of be construed as a positive too, because again, if people were more able to set boundaries and utilize their time and energy into things that are healthy and good for them, they might be happier. They might be less anxious. They might be less bogged down with other things that can cause either flare ups or illness or other things. So I always like to look for the silver lining. And I know sometimes it's like annoying and I try not to get too far sucked into that. But not that there's a reason for everything, but at least with this, you were able to see a positive spin on something that was said to you in a maybe negative way. And I like how your response to that just kind of allowed you to grow and she's going to have her feelings about you regardless and i've that's something i've learned too you know it's almost like with politics and religion you're not going to change people's minds that easily so no why bother trying to put in that effort you didn't want to try that essential oil well shame on you Mita. you know it, it comes down to that and i hate to say it but you know your body the best yeah i do
0: I try to think of the whole situation as the Japanese practice of kintsugi. Uh, <gasps> do you know what that is? I do. Yeah. It translates to golden joinery. I kind I kind of like that.
1: Have That's you a, ever done you, it?
0: No, I would love to do it, though.
1: You should. It would be so like that, an homage to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For you who don't know in the audience, kintsugi is where you pour gold into the cracks of something that has broken into shards to make it whole again. And the the philosophy of it is that you treat the breakage and the repair as part of your history rather than something to conceal. So you can make something beautiful out of something that was broken. And that's basically how I try to approach my situation.
1: What a beautiful philosophy.
0: It is a beautiful philosophy, hence why it... Tug of my heart chords there and said, here, Eustace. <laughs> the
1: sad thing is, is I know about the, the Japanese practice of it and I've never once thought to utilize it for my own. I may have to to snag that from you. That's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful way of looking at it.
0: Well, isn't that what we're trying to do though? You and you and I with this podcast, we're trying to make 100%. something something beautiful out of something that is considered broken. So we yeah. just pour gold into our little cracks and hopefully someone will appreciate it.
1: Aww, <laughs> I like that. I, mean, <laughs> I can see it like so beautifully for you, but when I'm like, oh, don't waste the gold on me, you can just pour cement <laughs> on me and I'll be fine. <laughs>
0: no. That's it's my
1: like own you issue. said
0: with the silver lining, isn't that really what it goes with? It's but true. it comes with it comes with the acceptance though. Like, this is how it is, but it doesn't mean because I'm limited, it doesn't mean that I can't turn it into something beautiful.
1: No, that's gorgeous. That and I I see that for you. And I'm like, my heart's like beaming for you that you're able <laughs> oh. to no, it's true because you and I are at different levels of acceptance with our disorders. And the way that you it's almost like a kindness that you show yourself. Really. That's how I look at it. It's like to even compare yourself to that or to, it's a nurturing sounding thing to me. And that's beautiful that you can do that. And I want to be like you someday. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to, I, I want to pour gold into my broken bits and be As you that should. Yeah. Right. And um, it's a work in progress. You know, I'm just breaking my little teacup into a few more pieces and then we're gonna (laughs) adhere it's always teacups that I see with the gold they're so gorgeous I'm gonna put some on the blog because they are absolutely beautiful but what a great analogy for that thank you for sharing that so I like have this big goofy smile on my face and I'm gonna stop now so anyway (laughs) (laughs) you're my little gold teacup that's my new nickname for you yeah I'm a little teapot. <laughs> I'm not a teapot. short and stout. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. I, as I'm saying, I'm like, don't say she's short and fat. She's like tall, supermodel, beautiful. She's not short and stout. Uh,
0: that's funny. That is.
1: Yes, We're going to the real. It's going. to the <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. I usually am. This is not. This is not new. We're on episode twelve. Come on. <laughs> oh. So basically, with all of the research and all of the different articles that are to be found out there, I want to swing back to the symptoms because being that they are so vague. Just kind of like muscle pain, tenderness, fatigue, and sleep disturbances. A lot of people, if they were just listening first time, not knowing your situation, they could be like, I have all of those. So I have fibromyalgia? No. And it's like, okay. (laughs) So, So tell me, what is the difference between these law terms that they kind of give us online to a day in the life of you or someone that you know that has fibromyalgia? Oh, loaded. (laughs) It is, it is. Because
0: there's so much more than those symptoms that goes on in the body.
1: Enlighten us, please.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The pain in the muscles and the bones is like one of those, not full on dull, it's there all the time kind Mm -hmm. of pain. And then you have the occasional Nerve pain. Sometimes it gets worse and it becomes allodynia. And allodynia is when just the bare touch on your skin is painful. Mm. It feels like someone has slapped you. You know how when you're slapped in the face, how it stings?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Have you ever been slapped in the face? (laughs) I have. That's a different episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it stings
0: and it hurts and it feels like it's bruised. Aww. And that's basically what allodynia is. So, it,
1: can that come from like just the feeling of like your clothing on your skin? Or... Yes. Okay. I have Ooh. days when when
0: clothes are very uncomfortable.
1: Ooh, we're going to all drive by Mita's house and yeah, look no. in her windows and see new Mita. To,
0: <laughs> I have to use cotton and then very loose clothes on those days because Ooh. it hurts. It hurts to have anything that's tight on me. Mm. So I have a few items of such in my closet for those days.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So similar to sensory processing disorder. I swear to God, they're going to find someday that there's like a part of the brain that people affected with fibromyalgia just because of other, and I'm jumping ahead, but Mm. it just seems uncanny. Like even that, you know, just the feelings that hurt you you know just something as simple as a piece of, piece of clothing you know that to well them-
0: they it's shown in some research that this the pain activity in the brain is heightened that's what actually happens it, yeah, your you're nerves are that. that is it is a sensation and it's very real it's not just in your head it's literally in your brain <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the nerves are overactive basically
1: like misfiring for no good not Yes, yes. Because you're not being slapped at that moment. It's right. a piece of cloth on your skin. Yes. But your body's interpreting it as, or your brain is interpreting it as a, a slap. crack to the face. Okay. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Or a crack to the butt.
0: <laughs> if you want to get really naughty.
1: <laughs> Sex with fibromyalgia. Let's discuss. I'm
0: teasing. I'm Let's so kidding. not. Let's not. <laughs> No. So what else you can um, experience is paresthesia, which is tingling and numbness in your hands and feet. And that is a very, very uncomfortable sensation as well, because it feels like needles or Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like that in the whole body. And I like to liken it to when the TV goes in static mode, you know, Mm -hmm. that noise and the white and black dots. Like that, but with pain inside your body. That's what it feels like. If that makes sense,
1: it does make sense, and it's great yeah. to put these kind of visuals for people that don't understand. And that's a yeah. great way of describing it.
0: The way it sounds, the shh, and then the the way the dots are just kind of frantic on the screen. That's what it feels like inside the body.
1: But and that can happen in any part of the body as well.
0: Yeah, that's very uncomfortable. And then you can have chronic headaches, which I do, and then dizziness, which I do. But I have it also because of my migraine and because of the ME-CFS, so it's like overlapping. Mm -hmm. And then you have digestive problems, which is not really mentioned a lot, with abdominal pain, bloating, constipation, or IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. And you can have urinary problems, you can get dysmenorrhea, is that how you say it? This Disp- mm-hmm. and muscle spasms, obviously, like I said, which is dystonia, it's called random muscle spasms, or it can be restless leg syndrome. You can have uh, vision problems and TMJ, which I also have, and then multiple chemical sensitivity, which is also something that I experience.
1: So she ticks off all the boxes.
0: I I really do. Yeah, you had I the mean, morning no stiffness. Bigger, yeah.
1: <laughs> I like, hear, have it all. But we laugh Have it at, all. And, <laughs> I want our listeners to know I am not being heartless. It's more of a a friendly tease with Mita and I. I like to make her laugh, and her laugh is very contagious and it makes me feel good. So a lot of times I'll utilize laughter as a way to kind of get us both out of bunks. So if you hear me like, like yeah, she's seriously, so under-
0: humor, <laughs> humor is a huge thing in managing chronic illness. If you don't have humor and dark humor on top of that, it's it's going to be a very, very sad existence. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> then you, you know what? Take the antidepressants because let's yeah. be honest, it's not going to be great. You want to have some. And doesn't, yeah. We're not, that doesn't mean that you're not right now no. maybe feeling nerve pain and, and being right. uncomfortable, but you can still laugh and have a fun conversation. So, a lot of times we just like to utilize humor as a way to back burner some issues and not let them be so prevalent and so overwhelming to us. So, if I am making little jokes and stuff please know that it's never at her expense or being like oh yeah she's just taking well up the i do costs. the
0: same towards you so that's how we roll <laughs> it's
1: true so it's never done with malice and if you no. hear us we are it's all to kind of make the other smile and laugh because let's face it you know the things that she just laundry listed can be depressing it sounds <laughs> yes. i, I kind of want to just give her a hug and be like <laughs> But again, it's all in how you manage it and how Mm. you go forward with the information that you have and the coping strategies and the ways that you've learned to manage your condition.
0: Yeah. And some of those coping strategies we have previously talked about in other episodes. So,
1: because we're good for her and we're good for me and we're good for you guys. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. So, on that note, my friend, are, what are, are there any other misconceptions? I don't know. What's,
0: well, I think because it doesn't show up or it's not
1: visible. Uh, no test is going to say confirmed you have fibromyalgia. Yeah, but then
0: also, other people who are not experiencing. The things we who have fibromyalgia, they can't really empathize what's going on. That can be a large stick in the wheel, if you will,
1: for relationships. I bet it's very difficult as mm. far as if you don't have a... In your case, you do have a very supportive partner and a supportive I do. Um, home family life yeah. there where your children understand. And you're very open and honest with them too, which is awesome. But not okay. everyone is that fortunate. And I think... I'm sure there's a high divorce rate, and I'm sure there's a you know a lot of friends discourse. dropping off,
0: yeah, sure,
1: because it's You're it's no hard, fun, Mita. <laughs> You're I know, no fun. I know. It's not no, true. But you are facing fun in that thing,
0: facing fragility of life is hard, right? It's hard to hear someone talk about how life changed by just a small accident, you know. Mm-hmm. It changed in seconds for me. Hard it's hard for some people to just look that in the face and say, Oh shit, yeah. They don't wanna see it. They just wanna go on and think that life is just gonna be the way it's always been. It's
1: it's heartbreaking because you and I both have had physical accidents that kind of changed our lives. Mm. You know, it's kind of like the catalyst of and it truly does. And that's what people don't realize. Yours started with a car accident that led to fibromyalgia and the ME-CFS and different other things that are going on yeah. with you. I had a spinal cord injury where I was, I'm going to put it out there. I was pretty fucking healthy before that. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, like, so, I didn't was, have I. so was I. any diseases or any right. disorders. Our brains are amazing. They really are. And I, I mentioned this and I'll just say it quick. When I had my spinal cord injury, it focused on getting my spine okay if you will it was my brain was focused on that it was all consuming of working on getting things okay there once that dropped off about a year later i was diagnosed with crohn's disease a year after that i was diagnosed with agoraphobia and panic disorder it's amazing how our bodies can break down after a traumatic yeah. injury or something yeah. of the sort and it's like people forget that it's almost like a PTSD attack on our brains that our brains can only handle so much and then it's going to come out in other ways and with the car accident for you it might have come out as fibromyalgia in this situation or with some of the other dis- disorders mm. so it just it's amazing to me how fragile our bodies and brains are and how little people Kind of acknowledge that, you know, it's like, yeah,
0: that's the thing, right? That's what where the ableism is rooted in. It's the right. not the acknowledgement of how fragile we truly are, right? And the way we should just ignore it and keep on going. Yeah, it's all bullshit, right?
1: Of course. I mean, I, I, I've lost, <laughs> we're gonna live friends and, family, and it, it happens because, again you're not trying hard enough. You're not doing this. You're not taking these herbs. You're not trying this milkshake. You know, again, there's a hundred different things. And if they work for you, I have the utmost respect for everyone that's trying. I really do. But it doesn't mean that what works for you is going to work for me or someone else. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, why chastise that? If I can agree to disagree, I may say, you know what? That doesn't work for me. But I'm not going to write you out of my life because of it. And it's amazing how quickly people have no problem in doing that. Doing that, yeah. It's like, like, oh,
0: my suggestion is not good enough. Why aren't you trying it? Right. It's like a a dig on them. I'm sorry. I tried something similar or something with a different brand name and it didn't work for me. And I found something that works for me currently. So I don't see a reason to change it at this time. But thank you for thinking about me. That's really how I'm trying to be graceful in my approach to people, because there's no point in getting angry or waste precious energy on feeling resentful of their lack of acknowledgement or their ignorance and empathy.
1: Yeah,
0: it's better to just save that energy and focus on raising the awareness as it is, and then sticking with what you know works for you, really.
1: It may save a family. It may save a relationship. It may save, it could save, I'm not trying to sound as dramatic as this is going to sound, but it may (laughs) save someone's life because you know what, when faced with long-term chronic, no cure disorders and diseases, it sometimes is a matter of life and death for the person that's facing it. And suicide rates do go up and, you know, these are it's things true. that people don't want to acknowledge. And sometimes just the fact of a kind word or a check in or how are you and really meaning it, not asking just because of the, you know, oh, how are you today? Just because it's conversation, but actually listening to the person when they discuss their answer and reply. <laughs> Asking a follow-up question a few days later, like, hey, you know, you mentioned you were having a lot of muscle pain you weren't able to do such and such. How are you feeling today? That goes a long way with people. And I think just those little acts of kindness, people forget, I don't know, maybe it's the world we live in. It's, sorry to get off track with that, but it is, it's it's very, you know, difficult for the person that's going through it. But then we're also worrying about people that are trying to help us too. I'm, I'm constantly like, Thank you so much for thinking of me. And I will definitely, you know, take that into consideration. And I spend half of my energy trying to make them feel okay that I'm not going to utilize what they're saying, but I don't want them to be mad at me for not doing what they say and not getting better because of it. It's like, oh my gosh. I can't do it anymore. It's true. So, a little bit of grace and empathy goes a long way. I guess that's really my long winded approach to <laughs> <laughs> what I always have to go the long route to say. But I do. I think it's been an eye opening episode. It has been so informative. I'm so glad you did this. I think dive. we talked
0: more of the philosophy of being chronically ill than
1: actually fibromyalgia. So, maybe we'll have to have a part two then. We'll see. <laughs>
0: can only We're deep dive into that too. for so long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you take away from this? My takeaway is speak with the person that you love and honor and ask them about their symptoms rather than always going straight to the internet and WebMDs of the world and trying to figure out their symptoms and right or wrong. Again, you can be helpful without dismissing the person and, and not taking it personally if they don't want to necessarily try something that you suggest. I think there's a lot of generalized statements out there. And again, it goes much, much deeper. It significantly impacts person with fibromyalgia's life. And just, just listen. Be open and listen to what they're going through. Because I've learned a lot just... I've been friends with Mita and I, you know, we've talked about this problem, but hearing it in this format, it's eye-opening. So just show a little grace and compassion and empathy for people that are going through this. They didn't ask for it and they're not making it up. And if they have a rough day, there's a lot underlying for why. And that's what I take away from it. I definitely learned a lot. So I thank you for being open and honest and sharing a little bit of your story. And maybe we'll have to dive even deeper
0: oh, yes. into the abyss of fibromyalgia nice
1: there's a lot of information <laughs> to cover yeah, so there, I
0: can't- there's a
1: lot there's a lot
0: and um, I, I think what I would like for people who listen who have a chronic illness to take away from this is that try to have some grace with yourself so that you can pour that gold into the cracks and make something beautiful
1: out of what
0: could be considered broken or lost.
1: Oh, I love that. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: And until next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening, everyone.
0: Thank you. Uh, Love and Beautiful human. Thank you for listening to Creative Cope's podcast. This is a two-person production. Manuscript and editing done by Jen and Mida.
1: Music by Mida. We hope you have enjoyed listening to Creative Copes podcast. You can check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Pocket Casts, or Radio Public. Please click on follow and accept all notifications for new releases each week. We are on social media sites such as Instagram, creative.copes, Facebook, creative copes podcast. Click follow to see what we are up to. We have a website that contains episodes, descriptions, our blog, Wisdom Walks, and links to things mentioned in our podcast. Our address is creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. Click subscribe for all updates here as well. Again, it is creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. Sharing is caring, so please feel free to share us on any social media sites, our website, or through your favorite listening platform. Feedback is welcomed and appreciated. Reviews keep us on task and let us know how we're doing. Thank you again for joining us as we navigate our Creative Copes journey one week at a time. Love and light.